Game DC 2019. That's what I keep saying. I'm so tired, you guys. Help! So we're pulling in. Where are we? We're like somewhere in Florida right now. We're. We're where? We're somewhere in Florida right now. We're somewhere in Florida right now, guys. Yeah. No clue where. Zero idea where. We're in the woods. I think we have like three hours to go. Uh, two hours and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half hours. I lost track of all time, days, months, years. <laughs> I'm just like running on fumes right now. Um, anyways. <laughs> she says she's running on fumes and I'm the one who drove the majority Excuse of Excuse me, I drove for two hours. Okay, I drove, I drove like 80. I drove 20 hours. <laughs> So talk, okay. to, talk to me when I you set your ass. I am so lucky because I'm not sufficient, not sufficient enough to drive myself <laughs> 20 hours, so like this trip could not have happened because I can't fly right now. So here we are. Here we are. Um, National Advocacy Summit. I still can't say it. Nope. <laughs> like, I don't even have words for how fucking amazing that this trip was, babe. There, there are no words. I mean, firstly, like, like let's just talk about how amazing everybody we met was, you know, the people that came up to us and, you know, follow us on Instagram and and Facebook or whatever. Like, God, you guys are such beautiful people. That like made our entire trip. Like you guys coming up to us and, you know, talking to us and saying congrats on the engagement. And like, it was so fun to meet all of you that we have been like connecting with on Instagram and to see you in person. And you know what I realized is like, I come from a whole other world. I come from a fitness world. And so this is all new for me, like this advocacy thing and doing these big events. And I realized that, like, are you going to cry? Probably. Okay. I realized that at these events, the people that come up to me, like, look at the swears and the advocates, y'all are like a different breed, I swear. Like, we... In a good way. In a, in a, in a good <laughs> way. We have so much to complain about, yet we complain less than, like, most of the able-bodied people that I know. And, and that's not to knock any, whatever, like, I just think we're more aware of everything and we appreciate everything more. So like, for example, at these events, when I'm like, oh, how you doing? How you feeling? Everyone that I met was just so excited to be there because we don't get out much and we're not able to travel. And it's very hard for us to get to these places. So the people that were there, like, were ecstatic that they were there. And let me tell you something. Most of them were flaring. Most of them were absolutely exhausted, just like I was, but we couldn't be happier. Like, just so excited to be able to be there. And so that energy of 350 people with that kind of energy, there are no words. Like, that room was insane. It was probably the most amazing experience of my life, aside yeah. from getting engaged, too. Oh, which also <laughs> happened on this trip. At 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> it did we'll have to the recap of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, the summit, like, I, there's just, I don't even know where to begin on to describe it. Like, we, the Lupus Foundation did an incredible job of putting it together. Everything ran on time. Everything was, you know, every detail, no detail was left unturned. Like, it was, they took care of us. We learned so much. The speakers were excellent. I mean, I, I literally have no complaints. It, not at all. And I mean, if you didn't get a chance or you, you know, you weren't able to travel uh, this year, you know, hopefully you participated in um, the virtual advocacy day that was on March 5th. Um, but even if you didn't do that, like next year, you know, it's definitely something that if you can, you want to get out to, you learn so, so much. And, you know, you meet some just absolutely incredible people, incredible doctors, um, just some beautiful, beautiful community of people. Yeah, it is a really great experience. And so we had 350 um, advocates this year. And next year, I think we're going to blow it out of the water. Like, I think we can easily double that easily. 
just knowing what now, like what everyone's going to expect. And I mean, I didn't even know what to expect, you know? And so now like, and I'm not going to lie to you guys, it's a lot. It's, you a know, lot. it's a lot for someone that has an active disease um, with organ development, especially, you know, someone like me that I want chemotherapy. It's a lot. I would not have been able to do this shit by myself. So just kind of a heads up, like, you definitely are probably going to need a travel buddy. It's um, going to be the buddy system. Absolutely. Yeah, the buddy system is necessary. Yeah. <laughs> so even if you're not driving, I think just the buddy system is necessary. But um, so where is I going with this? I have no oh, idea. Okay. Sometimes you just like to talk to your ear on voice. <laughs> Sometimes that's all the time. That's true. That's why um, we have a podcast. <laughs> Literally, we're like... <laughs> exactly. Exactly, yeah. So I think people are enabling that in me, and then, like, I continue to do it. I'm enabling you. So, um, okay, let's talk about... Let's let's talk about the engagement. Oh, okay. So, you guys, like, I knew... I knew I didn't want to wait. I mean, I... I didn't have any doubts that this is the woman I wanted to marry. And so I didn't want to wait. I knew I wanted to do it in D.C. Even though we had talked about, like, time-wise was going to be, like, summer or even later this year, um, I knew I didn't want to wait. So now here's the tricky part is when you have a chronic illness, you know, it's very hard to, to plan things because there's so many factors that are out of your control. And so in D.C., like, we had talked about, like, how we didn't want a public proposal. And so, I like, I knew that I could do, like, a public proposal in D.C. because – you know, Amy, the Amy Yeldon, the, the CEO of Lucas Florida, um, shout out, is good friends, and so she was like, you know, we could do something at, the, at, at one of the, you know, whatever the, the events, and I was like, you know, we really don't want a public proposal. Um, we talked about that. You know, we want it intimate, just us. So that limits it a lot, and you know, I was nervous because I'm like, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. I don't know what kind of like places I'm gonna have access to in DC. Our schedule is jam packed. Like, when am I gonna have time to do this? Right, right. So you know, talking to my sister and we were stopping at my sister's on the way up in Atlanta to sleep there. And so it's actually my sister's idea to do, um, like to light up her place with candles and like these nice white Christmas lights and stuff and, um, paint purple balloons, like helium balloons with our pictures like dangling and like basically fill like the, the front entrance with that. And so I loved it. I love the idea. So we did it. Um, I sent my sister like 15 pictures. She got the balloons, she printed them out. It was gorgeous. Like my sister nailed it. I, I was so happy with how she set it up. It was perfect. I was telling you this story about Friday. Okay, so Friday morning. So I work. I work full time. I work about 10 to 12 hours a day, uh, five days a week. And so. Had a retina specialist. Had a retina specialist. Why did you say it like that? So, because it's cool. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and so I wake up at like 5 o'clock in the morning. And I go, I get to work at 6 a.m. And then, you know, we travel to um, a different area of Florida, about an hour away from where we normally are. And so, so I got up, you know, at 5 a.m. and I drove to work and I worked all day. And then I drove two hours from the office I was in to where Sarah lives. And then I picked up Sarah. And then we drove seven hours to Atlanta. <laughs> we didn't leave until like seven. We didn't leave until like six. It was like six. Um, and so we got into Atlanta around 1.30. Now, keep in mind 1.30 in the morning. Keep in mind, I'm still in my scrubs. <laughs> I, ha I, like, I worked all day. I'm exhausted. Like, literally, you guys, if you saw the pictures, like, my eyes were so tired. But I was so happy. And so, you know, I'm really bad at, like, getting surprised. And so Sarah always really has a hard time surprising me. She's like five steps ahead of me. I can never play Yeah. Anything. Well, I have to be. I know. Otherwise, you're I just going to be erratic. Oh, I know. Like, you're just unsupervised. Oh, completely. And so, 
And so, you know, we, we pull into, you know, her sister's apartment complex and, you know, I like done you guys. So done as far as like being awake and, and her sister comes out and says, Oh, I'll help you with the, um, I'll help you with the suitcases. Now, if anyone knows Sarah personally, she, she doesn't leave home without at least five pairs of shoes and like everything in her wardrobe. Well, yeah. So her suitcase was like 80 pounds. Uh, mine wasn't, mine wasn't much less. I'll be honest with you, but it was still less than hers. Um, so I had to, you know, and it's colder in Atlanta. It was probably like, what, like mm, 55. Yeah. It was chilly. And so, and so I'm freezing. She's like, Oh, I have to run upstairs and pee. And like, that to me is like a totally normal thing because like, I always have to like, you know, Sarah always opens the door while the truck is still moving just to like go pee. I got to pee. I got to get out. Right. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm stuck with Sarah's sister lugging these suitcases up to the second floor. <laughs> so now I told my sister, because I had to run up and like set up the cameras and stuff. I mean, the room was set up, but I had to put on our song. I had to set up the cameras. Like I had shit to do. I really did have to pee also. So I'm like, Kelly, I need you to stall her. I was like, so whatever you got to do, just stall her. And so, you know, we're lugging these suitcases up the stairs and I didn't even, like, I had no idea, like literally no idea. Like that wasn't even in my thought process at that time. Like she wasn't thinking anything was going to happen. No, because I was, I was exhausted. Yeah. Like so tired. And so, you know, I still not totally oblivious to like life in general at this point. And so I walk into her sister's apartment, which I had never seen before. And I see these hanging, like, you know, little hanging Christmas lights. They're white and you know, they're pretty. And I'm like, Oh, that's so sweet. You know, she thought my sister just had like random fucking decorations. Okay. Can we just like, have a poll, please. Like, I'm pretty sure someone and everyone in their lifetime has decorated a room with Christmas lights. So just calm down. Okay. Okay. Hold on. To preface, my sister's texting me literally 10 minutes before we get there. And she's like, um, we have a problem. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't, we don't want problems. And she's like, so the balloons, not sure why, but they're dropping. And I'm like, what do you mean they're dropping? She's like, I don't know. I got them filled up today with helium, but for some reason they're like sinking. They're dropping down. I don't know if the pictures are too heavy. I'm like, oh my fucking god, I don't think me, Kelly. What do you what do you suggest? And she's like, well, let me let me see if I can just tape them to the ceiling. <laughs> so my sister literally taped them to the ceiling. Like it totally worked. It did. It totally okay. worked. Ten minutes before we get there. Yeah. And so you know, I, I walk in and I see the pretty Christmas lights, and again, still have zero. Oh, goats. Um, sorry guys. <laughs> still have zero idea. And then all of a sudden, I hear the Andy Grammer song playing. And then I kind of wait a minute. And then Sarah's standing there with flowers. with flowers, like a bouquet of flowers in her hand. And, Behind the balloons. And I, I'm pretty sure. Like I was the, trying to look real cute, guys, in my sweatpants. She's, like, really adorable. And so I think the first words out of my mouth was, were, you guys are assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, she realized what was happening. Like, you were like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so funny. I, like, that moment when you realized it, you were like, Oh my god. Because it took me a hot second to realize yeah. what was going and on. And you like, oh my god. You like leaned on the suitcase like, oh my god. Like, it was, that was a great moment. It was a great okay. moment. So then and you walk towards me. So then I walk towards you and you know, you start. I grabbed your hand. No, No, wait. hold on. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> and so she's got the flowers in her hands and you know, I start walking towards her and she's smiling at me and she's like, she's like, come here, babe. And I'm like, okay. And then like this look of panic washes over her face and <laughs> And she just, like, looks at her hands. And if you know Sarah, she talks with her hands. She just, she flails. She's a flailer. And so she panics, and she throws the bouquet of flowers. Not not at me, didn't give them to me, just threw them. I had a speech to give, and I needed my hands, okay? They were in the way. <laughs> so she threw them. What were you going to do with them? I needed your hands, too. 
I threw that. That's a whole nother thing. That was the show. And so the flowers are now like. You don't even really like flowers, so I figured, eh, I'll just throw them. So the flowers are now are on the ground somewhere, and I'm not. I didn't even notice where she threw them, but she 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 like whipped them. And so and so you know she. She's talking to me, and I'm crying, and Sarah's crying. We all know Sarah cries. I'm not a big crier, but I was crying. Oh, I'm mean, like, cry. She, she cried first, by the way. I did. I did cry first. I did cry first. And then she told me this beautiful story about how... No, you know, we're not going to tell the story. No, 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 about how you love no, me. And I was just going to say how you love me. Okay. I do love you. That's true. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to tell the story. And, um... And so now you just threw me off. I'm sorry, babe. I didn't want you to say. I'm not gonna. Say, I'm not gonna say the story. Okay. I wasn't gonna say the story. I didn't know what you were gonna say. Stop yelling. <laughs> and so. Guys, I'm in rear form. So there's that. She's like about five minutes away in one snarky comment from like getting left on the side of the road in Florida. So <laughs> I'm keeping the ring. So <laughs> and so. Um, and so she gets out on me, and she tells me this beautiful story and, and how much she loves me. And she reaches into her pocket, and she opens the box, and she shows me the ring, and she's like, will you marry me? And I say, of course I'll marry you. Like, of course I'll marry you. And, like, we're crying. And then she snaps the box closed and puts the ring back in her pocket. I didn't get the ring. Listen, I got excited. I wanted to hug her and kiss her. I didn't I didn't have time for these shenanigans. And so and so she was hugging me and kissing me I and she, my hands again. She picked me up and it was it was this beautiful moment. And then like after she put me down, I was like, So do I get the ring? <laughs> or, oh. or is that just like a formality? Oh, <laughs> minor detail. Like, I might have forgot. Like I, I've never done this before, so I don't know. Am I supposed to get it? Like What's the protocol? We should Google this. I'm not sure. I'm not really sure. So eventually, you know, she did pull the ring back out of her pocket and and put it on my finger. And that was really beautiful. And and then, you know, of course, Sarah's like now so hyped up, so hyper, still dying because I've worked all day, woke up at 5 a.m. Like, I mean, I'm also dying, but I'm just so hyper right now. Exhausted. Because, like, I'm so excited. And so, oh, an entire photo shoot ensues. Oh, yeah. And like and, and of course, like I have to entertain this because like it's you have to. Yeah. It's like, like you literally signed up for this. I literally accepted like, this. You literally now are going to sign a paper that says you legally have to hang out with me. That, I know. That's what this means. And I legally will have to hang out with you. <laughs> um, and so you're lucky I voluntarily hang out with you now. Guys, listen, I knew I needed her to be a little, like, delirious, like, a little tired, like, not thinking clearly, just so, because, like, if she really thought clearly about what she was getting into by marrying me, like, oh. <laughs> so she was so tired. I feel like she was just like, yes, shut me up. And that's kind of, you know, that's what I want. Like, I just wanted the yes. Well, and so I did say yes. And, <laughs> and it's not because I was delirious. It's because I love you. And I want to marry you. And I want you to be my wife. Um, so after the photo shoot, finally, I got to sleep. <laughs> like I, I, and then I woke up at like probably 5 a.m. Like, hi, fiance. Oh, hi. <laughs> yeah. she, hi. She was like nose to nose with me. <laughs> like, babe, we got engaged last night. I'm like, babe. I remember. Hey, wake up. <laughs> and, and then in the meantime, she's like still like watching me. Because, of course, this was all like photographed and, and, yeah, and recorded sister, by her sister. Had, yeah, yeah. And so... She's like just flipping through the pictures, like looking at them. Oh, oh I still flip through the pictures like every day. Yeah, and it's like it was just yeah, it was beautiful and it was amazing. And then you know to get to go to DC with her wearing this beautiful ring and knowing that you know we're gonna have this amazing future together. Oh, overwhelming. Yeah. I really like. I wanted you know I wanted to introduce you as my fiance in DC. Like that was important. I know the engagement um, was about you, not me. 
Oh, everything's about me, babe. I know. So, <laughs> I know that. <laughs> I'm self-aware. Brian Zilla. I'm totally self-aware. Oh, I'm absolutely going to be Brian Zilla for sure. Oh, that's going to be, yeah. I'm just going to be like, babe, whatever you want. I don't I don't even care. No idea where I was going with this because I, you know. You wanted to introduce me as your fiancé in DC. Oh, 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 as far as a proposal. Like, you know, I know that there was like a million things that we could have probably done, but I knew that, like, Whatever it was, like fancy, getting dressed up, doing something fancy, doing something coordinated. That's not us. No. Like, we've gone on like four dates outside of the house. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, okay, more than, okay, more than that. That was, that was an under-exemption. But really, like, we're not fancy. We spend most of our time in sweatpants, in bed, like hanging out. Like, you know, we're just not that couple. And so yeah. that would kind of be stupid and, and kind of fake if we were to do something like that. And so this was like our life. This was like, just the perfect moment that I, I wanted my sister involved. Like I had full control over the environment and the atmosphere. And like, it just meant so much to me. It meant so much to my sister and it was so much to you. And like, I just, yeah, I was, it really, did. I was, it really was happy with how it turned out. It was everything I dreamed about and more. Aww, and the ring great. is like, you know, the ring. <laughs> so well, it's exactly what she wanted. It is exactly I mean, what I, I wanted. Said, I told you I'd get you a diamond and you, pers- you insisted. You I did right insist. Now. Which I love. Cause I love that story. And every time I tell someone that they're like, Oh, <laughs> 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 not to mention like the jewelers were all like, Oh my God, this is so sweet. <laughs> Everyone's crying. <laughs> which the jeweler, coincidentally, the girl that helped me, her grandmother died of lupus. So we had a long conversation about that. So yeah, the whole experience was just so amazing and so happy. And I'm It really was. And, you know, and to be able to meet everyone and like, you know, you guys were so excited for us and that was just, yeah. that was really special. We really appreciate the support because like, it's not easy to put this much of your private relationship publicly. Like it is very, sometimes we're like, oh, are we oversharing? Like, is this weird? Like, you know, we were a little insecure about it sometimes, but you guys just outpour like love and support. And, you know, you tell us that it helps you have, you know, goals for your relationships. And so that really helps us a lot to keep going, especially like with the podcast and stuff. So thank you guys. We appreciate it. We really do. And, yeah. and you know, honestly, like I wouldn't have wanted it any other way. Aww, it's been... It was it was a, an amazing week in D.C. It was amazing. It was amazing that like there are no words for how much I love you and how much I love what we're doing and how much I love everybody that's in this community with us and the support and everything. Yeah. I don't know if you guys, you know, you've probably seen with my posts in the way, in the way that I've, you know, talked about Amy, but I just, I just really never expected to have a partner that would even be like <laughs> half of supportive as she is, let alone someone that would actually want to come and advocate alongside me. Like I just, it blows my mind that she wants to do what I'm doing, like with me, not just like tag along and just be quiet on site. Like she can hold her own. Like she's talking to all the, you know, all the lupus warriors and all the people like without me, you know, and so that's, I know, you know, and so that's, (laughs) that's like so amazing to me that I don't have to entertain you. I can go to these events. We we don't have to be attached to the hip. You can hold your own. I can do my thing. You can do your thing, but then we can also do stuff as a couple. Like, it's just so nice, babe. And you know, the thing with you going in there and speaking on behalf of caregivers, like, I know that this was so far outside your comfort zone. Like, you guys, Amy's an introvert, okay? She, does, she doesn't <laughs> like big crowds. Like, she's not she's not me. She's not me, okay? So she doesn't really do that much public speaking. And this was way outside her comfort zone. And so the fact that she stepped up and did this for me, and then also, um, yes, I'm a little bit salty about the fact that, like, she literally just pulled this fantastically brilliant speech, like, out of her ass. Like... <laughs> 
she's sitting there and I'm like, I have no clue what she's going to say. I mean, we went over, you know, we, we studied for our speeches, like as far as the, the senators and politicians, we had to know background on them and we had to know our policies and what we were asking for as far as funding. But like, I didn't know what she was going to say about the intro part. Like we had to introduce ourselves. We had a minute or not even a minute. Yeah. And so I said my little spiel, of course, I start crying and, it, you know, it's all fucking dramatic and whatever. I got emotional. And then she comes out with like these, this speech that everyone was like, oh, my God, like, where did that come from? And so I put it on the Internet and everyone's like, uh, what the? So then I have people messaging me like <laughs> my friend uh, Nicole, she's uh, in the loop on, on Instagram. She's like, hey, so listen, your speech was awesome. Love it. Love what you guys did. She's like, but um, can you send me Amy's speech? <laughs> I want to repost it. And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Fine. Fine, Nicole. All right. My speech isn't good enough. No, no. Nicole, she, um, she wanted to share Amy's speech because what Amy said, like, really, really, really hit home to a lot of people. You know, mine was kind of more like about me. Like, I was just saying, you know, I have lost a basketball career, a business, you know, quality of life. I had moved my mom. I got emotional. You know, that's kind of me just saying everything I've lost from lupus. But Amy, like, really hit it with, you know, some some lines that I don't think anyone has really said or, like, thought about before. And one of the lines was she said was, you know, every single person in this room is afraid to wake up the next day, you know, or they're not afraid. Or they're afraid. <sighs> every person in this room is afraid of waking up the next day or afraid of not waking up at all. Yes. And so that kind of sounds like it's contradicting itself, but it's not because we are both of those things. You know, we have these fears of what's tomorrow going to bring. I don't know. Is tomorrow going to be one of my bad flares? You know, I have something important to do. Am I going to wake up and I'm not going to go? Am I going to cancel on? So many things. We have all these fears every night before we go to bed. But then there's also the fear, you know, and maybe I'm speaking more so for the ones of those of us that have organ involvement because, you know, more catastrophic things can happen. Um, but I know people that were well, fine walking around one day and they, they die in their sleep because it's something that, you know, lupus attacked their heart, lupus attacked their whatever. I mean, my friend Kenny is still in the hospital right now. He's going on two weeks in the hospital. He was walking around playing with his kids, you know, running his therapist um, uh, uh, practice. practice. And then he's all of a sudden overnight, he's in ICU with pneumonia, sepsis, kidney failure, and he, two weeks later now he's struggling to speak. And he's had so much, I mean, they had to put him in a medical, uh, medically you know, induced really coma. Struggling. I'm really struggling. Like, we're going to have to. It's okay. We can wrap it up. Um, so anyways, we do, we do have that fear of not waking up. Um, and so that really hit a lot of people, I think. And so I was really happy to see, um, people responding to her speech and, that was awesome. So I'm I'm not mad. I promise, Nicole. <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually really proud of Amy uh, for what she did, and what she said, because just knowing that that was not something that she was used to, and she I know she did it, you know, for me, and I know she did it for a lot of you guys because going into this weekend, you know, Amy connects with a lot of you guys too, and and she feels really strongly, and you know, Amy is always like telling you, like telling me, is it, you know, I don't have lupus, like I don't know that I can. Re- <laughs> really relate and, and, and if people are going to respect me like they respect you and I'm like listen it doesn't matter I was like that's why you know with the wolf pack and with all the advocates I was like no one said you have to have lupus to be a lupus advocate no one there's never there's no rule that says that we never said you have to have lupus to be in the wolf pack of advocates like that's not true we have friends families allies anyone that cares or loves someone with lupus or you know or wants to advocate for lupus yes you're you're the same as us and so Absolutely, babe. Like, I was so proud of you for getting up there and speaking like that. Um, And everyone, the way everyone responded to you was just so amazing to see. So thank you guys for all the support again.
Thank you so much, you guys. Babe, I gotta take a break. I'm sure. We're done. Right. We're done. Okay.